We've got more anonymous quotes in from NCAA football coaches as we get ready for the season, and some of some harsh words have Big Ten quarterbacks in need of defending. You are locked on Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome in. Happy Monday. I'm Nate Dickinson. Welcome into Locked On Big Ten. Today's show is brought to you in part by LinkedIn Jobs. It's the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions apply. Coming up on today's show, we've got more anonymous quotes coming in from an ESPN article we'll get to that have been taking some shots at quarterbacks across the country, but Big Ten quarterbacks mentioned as well. We're going to talk about almost half the conference here and the quarterbacks that they're going to be having under center this season getting quoted on. And again, some harsh words leading to some stuff that I think leads to these guys not getting a fair shake, at least with what we're hearing here. But before we get to any of that, of course, the biggest news around the Big Ten Conference from over the weekend. One big tweet was making the rounds as a top 25 posted by Fox analyst R.J. Young left the Michigan Wolverines out entirely of the top 25 list. Uh, the top 25 included Big Ten teams Ohio State at 2, Michigan State at 7, Iowa at 16, Minnesota at 22, and Wisconsin at 24. It was posted on Sunday. I don't know if Michigan was just forgotten or what. It's obviously not a good list, but uh, I guess this is why they have the polls not for the idea that they know any more than someone like an R.J. Young, but for the idea that like if you look at that entire ballot, it could have been one of the coaches' polls that was sent in. I mean, Minnesota received votes, Wisconsin at 24, Iowa 16, Michigan State 7, Ohio State 2. I mean, that could have been something that what a, a coach around the actual coaches poll pulled in so really just for like the actual entirety of numbers it makes sense to have a whole bunch of people doing it but one man's opinion is his opinion again that's rj young from fox he posted his top 25 on a graphic on twitter and again no michigan wolverines in any of it it was a weird weird list again minnesota at 22 when they were the 43rd team mentioned in the coaches poll, Wisconsin all the way down at 24, Michigan State all the way up at 7. So some differing opinions going in on the Big Ten football season. That I don't find unusual. I think there is a lot that you could predict to happen here. But as far as where teams are going up and down, not having Michigan at least in the conversation I think is kind of foolish. But anyway, moving on. Uh, teams are scrimmaging. You would have seen stuff if you follow on social media. Pictures of guys looking good in pads and stuff like that. They're getting official scrimmages in now. Of course, everyone's reporting that everybody looks really good. We're a couple of weeks away from Big Ten football. And when people actually get on the field, we'll learn more. And we'll have actual questions to ask. But right now, it's all, hey, everything looks great going into the season. And also, in a little bit of a turnover to basketball before we move the focus back onto the gridiron. Seven teams mentioned in the latest edition of Bracketology from ESPN. And they are in order, Indiana, Illinois, Michigan, Michigan State, Purdue, Iowa, Ohio State, 
and then also Rutgers mentioned in the first four teams out in that latest posted uh, over the weekend three days ago I think it was from ESPN in their bracketology moving on we've got more coming from Big Ten coaches and coaches around the country on Big Ten quarterbacks with some takes that if you ask me are a little bit unfair we'll talk about that here on Locked on Big Ten but first as you gear up for the fall you need the right people to help your team get into one of the biggest parts of the season for pretty much all business and LinkedIn jobs can help you do it. LinkedIn jobs has of course the biggest networks of professionals out there. If you are someone who uses the internet and is someone who's an active job seeker, if you don't have a LinkedIn, you've heard of LinkedIn and honestly you should probably have a LinkedIn, but also you should be using LinkedIn jobs if you own a business to find the people who are going to be the best for it every single week. You've got 40 million job seekers visiting LinkedIn. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, let's get into thick of things here because we've got quotes on Big Ten quarterbacks that, uh, again, I think are a little bit unfair. And I'll start at where I think the most interesting conversation is being had. And that's at Michigan with the Wolverines. Because if you're not someone who follows really closely what's going on with each college football team, then you might be thinking, okay, there's a big quarterback competition that needs to be won at Michigan. They've got two quarterbacks. You'd rather have one quarterback. But as I've said on the show before, I think Jim Harbaugh really likes what he had done with those two guys last season. And... I do believe that that's the plan going forward. The quote here from the coaches around the country is basically saying that Kate, or J, J. McCarthy right now is the clearly more talented quarterback than Cade McNamara. But McNamara, of course, got the respect for what he did and does with consistency out there on the field for what that Michigan offense was last season. So I think the question becomes... And I think this is kind of what I think Big Ten quarterbacks or, or the coaches around when talking about Big Ten quarterbacks were trying to get to. I think the question becomes, what does Michigan have to do this season? And I think these coaches are kind of hinting that it could be a little bit more than what Cade McNamara is capable of, given what Michigan has in that offense. Last year at Michigan, he had a pretty solid rushing attack to go along with the passing attack that was Again, what Jim Harbaugh put together with those two quarterbacks there. This season, you have much more depth at wide receiver, tight end, things like that. And also, you have a defense that could very easily, and I, I mean, let's just be honest, without a doubt is at least to a certain extent going to take a step back. They lost to big, big playmakers, right? So when you look at those two things combined, the question becomes, what does Michigan have to do on offense, and does that end up being more than what this Michigan offense is capable of doing? I don't know what the answer to that is, but I think that right now the answer to what Michigan is going to do, at least to start the season, is try to stick as closely to whatever that was last year that worked as possible. And I, I think you see probably more volume of J.J. McCarthy for sure. 
You get him involved in maybe a little bit more conventional of a style in the offense, not only in the kind of plays that you saw him last season in. But as a whole, I think, again, that Harbaugh likes what he's doing. Now, I think where my opinion differs a little bit from what I'm hearing in these quotes from what's posted by ESPN. Again, ESPN's Adam Rittenberg, the one who's doing this actually and putting this together. He was basically, I think, at least these coaches, were saying that a guy like Cade McNamara maybe can't do it if Michigan does more. And whether or not that's true, I don't know. But what I do think is that I think Cade McNamara is going to get a shot. I don't think he's going to just go away, even if there needs to be a little bit more asked of Michigan on the offensive side of the football, at least with how explosive they can be on offense and how many points they can put up throughout the course of a game, right? So I think at least at the start, we're going to see as similar to last year as possible. If it turns out, all right, Michigan needs to do a little more because the defense not being quite there, I still think that's Caden McNamara's show to run at least to start. Now, if it turns out that defense takes a big enough of a step back that Michigan just needs to be an offensive powerhouse, then maybe you start to see more experimenting with McCarthy there. But I think the quote just being that saying McCarthy's the more talented quarterback is kind of implicating that Michigan might need a more talented and at least boom-bust kind of quarterback out there, which McCarthy has proven to be. And while that may be fair, that he could be great if he gets more chances, I do think that Cade McNamara at least needs the respect of what he's done so far and be given the chance, even if Michigan needs to do more, to be a bigger part of, I guess, getting involved in the J.J. McCarthy side of the playbook. I think the question on a lot of people's mind is, are we going to see McCarthy more taking from McNamara's snaps, and maybe we see McNamara not taking snaps from McCarthy, but doing a little bit more of what McCarthy tries to do out there on the field and seeing what he can do, or just giving McNamara more volume in passing in what he does too. I don't know what the answer is exactly, and I just know for sure, for certain at least, I'm most confident in whenever Jim Harbaugh does say whoever's going to be the starting quarterback in week one, I don't think there's any way he goes out here and doesn't also mention that both guys are going to get looks. Both guys are going to get snaps and see the field. Because that's, I think, the way he likes it, the way he likes using these two guys, and also it's worked. You can't deny it. But at least with the actual quote that just saying purely McCarthy's the more talented quarterback, I don't know if I can just sit there and be like, okay, maybe, but I think McNamara's earned the respect to be able to get his shot and to be able to even run a little bit more of a pass-heavy offense if that's what Michigan football demands of him this season. But again, we'll see. Moving on. Another quarterback that got mentioned, Aiden O'Connell out of Purdue. I thought got an interesting quote. A defensive coordinator, according to the post on ESPN, said that Purdue hasn't really asked a ton of him. And I believe, of course, that the, the reference is to what he's done at least in the actual again play calling of things and going up and down the field and making big big throws the idea was that Purdue asks the wide receivers to make the catches and O'Connell's just someone who can get that ball there but when you look what what he's done I don't think that saying that Purdue hasn't asked him to do a lot it is 
really the right way to go about it. This is someone who threw the third most passes in the Big Ten last season. Someone who had the third most passing yards in all of the Big Ten last season. Someone who was trusted enough to lead the Big Ten in interceptions last season, even though that's a weird thing to put a positive spin on. He had 28 and 11 interceptions too. It was a season where he, at the very least, was given the full reins to manage this offense. And I think the full trust from Jeff Brom in a way that I think this year he definitely gets asked of a lot more. Because this year Purdue's going for it, right? This is a year where Purdue's trying to get to double-digit wins. They're trying to compete in a Big Ten West that's winnable. And if they're going to do that, whether or not it's part of the game plan for Brom or not, he's going to have to be a big part of it. And if I was a coach trying to get a guy like O'Connell ready for it, I would at least at the beginning try to embrace it a little more and give him the chances to try and be whatever it is the maximum amount of quarterback he can be is. Because he's gotten varying amounts of love going into this season about what that cap is. And while I think, again, I think he has second best quarterback in the Big Ten potential, I don't know what exactly that looks like on a measure of like, okay, can you just be pretty consistent and be that? Because if that's it, fine. But if you want to be someone who changes whether or not your team's going to Indianapolis at the end of the season, I think there's even a little bit of a gap between the level for the second best QB in the Big Ten right now, whatever that is, and what you have to be to be that consistently week in and week out. Because one, quarterbacks aren't great right now aside from C.J. Stroud here in the conference, but also two, Big Ten beats each other up. And even if you are a good quarterback, to be the kind of level where you can be relied upon to just carry your team to the top of a division here, it's a little bit of a level above, like, between where the rest of the Big Ten quarterbacks are and where C.J. Stroud and that Ohio State offense is right now. I don't know if anyone has the complete team to do it like Michigan did last season. But right now, Aiden O'Connell at least has a a second-best quarterback in the Big Ten potential that I don't think is being respected enough all around, but I'm seeing it not being respected at least in this particular quote by what he's done before, which I think, again, is a little bit unfair because whether or not I believe in what he can do physically and how he can make a playbook open up, what he's actually done is everything that has been asked of him. And as far as volume and consistency in doing it, I think he's shown a little bit in what he's had the opportunity to do again. And I think he definitely, again, gets asked to do a lot more this upcoming season too. A little bit of, I think, a yin and yang situation here between two quarterbacks, one of them being Talia Tungvaloa. At Maryland, I think he has the potential to be really good, but what coaches were saying about him pretty much confirms what I have been kind of beating around the bush about, and that everyone thinks he's still too wild right now. Quotes about being too confident in himself and just the throws that he makes, and while reports out of Maryland have all been really, really positive this camp and leading up to the season, again, everyone is saying everybody looks great right now. And I think with him, the athletics are all there. I think the smarts are all there. He can make the right decision. 
Is it a question of whether or not like what happens after he makes that first wrong decision? I don't know. But as far as what he does, he's perceived to be the wild one out here. And again, he'll have a chance to prove people wrong. This one is less of a defense, more of just an observation, is that coaches are kind of in agreement that what happens with him, and I think more so than any other quarterback in the Big Ten, what happens with him is going to determine what Maryland can do this season, whether they're going to be a four-win team, an eight-win team. Because they have one of those big middle-of-the-pack ranges where they could be really, really bad, not looking and thinking well going into next season, or they could be really, really confident in who this guy is as a quarterback. But we'll see what ends up happening there. The point being that, while he's one end of the spectrum, the exact opposite is Tanner Morgan. While two is too, or while Tully is too wild, Tanner Morgan is, I think, kind of the system quarterback on steroids in the eyes of these coaches when they're talking about him. Uh, one guy referred to him as like an assistant coach on the field, but I don't think anyone really gives Morgan the respect as the guy who can be, at the very least, what Aiden O'Connell was last season, right? A consistent quarterback who goes out there, makes the throws. We talked to Locked On Gophers last week. He has his new offensive coordinator back that ran things in 2019. And while there was acknowledgement of that as well, I don't think anyone thinks of him as some sort of guy who's going to lead the Minnesota Gophers solely by himself to the Big Ten Championship. And, well, he'll have a chance to prove that wrong again. Uh, Again, don't say really I have much of a critique here more than as just an observation. Like, yeah, that's... I don't think what Minnesota fans think that much of Tanner Morgan. Like, he's not going to go out there and be in C.J. Stroud. But if Minnesota gets what Tanner Morgan was in 2019, that was a really, really good Big Ten quarterback. That was a guy who easily could have led the Minnesota Gophers if they have an elite defense like they did last season comeback and that 2019 offense comeback. That's Big Ten West winning kind of a team right there. That's the team that's getting the votes from college coaches in the first poll that puts them in the receiving votes category. That's what's putting them on R.J. Young's list that we talked about earlier in the show. So Tanner Morgan's that one side of the spectrum where it's like, okay, we know what you can do. What more do you have in you? And while Talia Tungavello is really just like, what can you do if you can really get things under control? Because we've seen the big, big arm from him. But it's just like, can you get to the heights, heights that we think you could if you had that consistency? Only other quarterback I had a note on was Peyton Thorne of uh, Michigan State, of course. The question being, what is the answer to the offense without the weapons there. Because he's been very similar to, in my opinion, Tanner Morgan, too. He was consistent. He put up good numbers in the Big Ten last season. But he had weapons. He had guys like Jaden Reed and Jalen Naylor. He, he had Kenneth Walker the third there, too, to help with that offense. So coach is kind of recognizing that, like, what can he do? I think he deserves a little bit more respect than that, too. He was a good offense last season. And Mel Tucker has retooled. So I feel like as far as what he's capable of, it's all about being able to run it back. And I think he has that kind of an ability. But we'll see what ends up happening again as the season gets started. I I do think, again, it's that Michigan State-Minnesota game we had in the top five. 
That, I think, will be a big first test as to not only what both these teams are, but what both these quarterbacks are, too. Because there's something a little different when you get on a bigger stage early in the season to kind of test those nerves. Coming up, we'll get an update on other big stuff from around the weekend, and it's a big week coming up as Big Ten Athletics starts up, too. That's here on Locked On Big Ten. But first, if you haven't tried the Built Bar Puffs yet, you need to try them out. Again, Built Bar is the most popular brand that we have here helping us out at Locked On Podcast Network. When they send us stuff, people love it. People go back to Built.com and actually buy more on their own all the time because these things actually do taste great. Protein bars that taste like a candy bar. And they have a brand new flavor for the puffs too. Cookie dough chunk puffs have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate as always. We can even go to built.com and get their bars. It's all the nutrition that you want, wrapped around marshmallow and encased in chocolate, and it's, again, absolutely incredible. So head on over to built.com right now. Try out the latest flavor out from Built Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs, which are, again, just the latest, greatest, and what's always coming out new from Built Bar. Oh, and if you use their website and end up ordering, be sure to use our code LOCKEDON15. It's LOCKEDON15. That is a change, by the way. Used to be LOCKED15. You got to put the on in there now. Locked LOCKEDON15 to get your 15% off when you order. We'll wrap things up here on Locked On Big Ten with a quick update from recruiting. Some commitments over the weekend. Big four-star commitment to Ohio State, Jaden Bonsu, a four-star safety out of Jersey City. He becomes the first commitment from the state of New Jersey to commit to the Buckeyes in the 23 class. He's a guy who had offers from all over, all sorts of Big Ten offers, Wisconsin, Michigan, all the big schools, Penn State. Had the Alabama offer, had, again, just about everyone that you could check off. Is, is this guy legit? He had him. Ohio State wins that battle. We've got also over the weekend, Zach Marshall, a three-star athlete out of California. He committed to Michigan. Other schools on the list were the West Coast Classics, Stanford, UCLA, Arizona's out there. He's a big guy, six foot four, 220 pounds, someone who, of course, is going to be a play toy for uh, Jim Harbaugh to try and put into an offense or defense or whatever it is that he ends up deciding to use him as. Uh, Jackson Smolick, a 2023 quarterback, three-star out of Iowa, commits to Penn State. Uh, not technically stealing one away from Iowa. They had not offered officially. He only had one other Power 5 offer. It was to Cal, but a quarterback under center in the next class committing to the Nittany Lions, someone that'll be fun to look up if you want to look up highlight reels and are a Nittany Lions fan. And also a big announcement coming today for the Michigan Wolverines. Uh, coming up at 3 p.m. Eastern time, four-star safety Kenyon Sadiq is choosing between Michigan, Washington, and Ohio State. He's listed as uh, an athlete, but is a lot of people projecting could be a defensive back when he gets to college. But that'll be at 3 p.m. Eastern, deciding between Michigan, Washington, and Iowa State. And if you're a Michigan fan, you can keep an eye out for that one. I'm sure he, he has the Twitter. He will be posting it on there, I'm sure. In other news, Big Ten sports are happening. Rutgers Field Hockey had an exhibition yesterday, technically not the start of the Big Ten season, but that will be happening here on Thursday. We will have women's soccer games, games streamable on ESPN Plus or Big Ten Plus if you're a subscriber to either. But the point is that we're here. Big Ten sports 
are starting and we'll try to keep an eye out for of course the biggest games not just on the football calendar here but also throughout the week when we get things started up the biggest games throughout all of Big Ten sports if you want to of course stay up to date and get results on stuff like that. Also over the weekend, the first full week of the NFL preseason saw a whole lot of Big Ten draft picks see some action. Uh, Garrett Wilson from Ohio State had two receptions for 25 yards for the Jets. Chris Olave had four yards on his only target of the day for the New Orleans Saints. George Karloftis got a tackle. Aiden Hutchinson got two tackles and uh, looked pretty good overall for the Lions as well. Daxton Hill had a tackle and a pass defended for the Bengals. Kenneth Walker III for the Seahawks, supposedly in the running for that starting job, had himself five carries, 19 yards, one reception for 11 yards. Not a huge workload for him in the first preseason game, so we'll see what ends up happening as he continues to get more reps there in Seattle. Let's look at some of the stuff going on around the Big Ten over the weekend. Again, Excited to get Big Ten Sports started up this week. We will have more for you tomorrow right here on Locked On Big Ten. Until then, be sure to tune in to all the other conference shows around the Locked On College Network. And as always, the rest of the shows around our Big Ten Network of Schools too. Locked On Buckeyes, Locked On Spartans, Locked On Wolverines. If you have a school, odds are we have a show for it and we're adding more every single week it seems like we've been adding a few more big 10 shows even in the last few weeks too so if your school hasn't had a show go check and keep on checking and again subscribe wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts on youtube and anywhere else too uh, twitter is at locked on big 10 one zero not ten and it's the same spelling anywhere that you're looking to try and get the podcast or watch it on youtube too until tomorrow, this is Nate Dickinson. You've been listening into Locked On Big Ten.